And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. Welcome, everyone, once again to the secret bungalow, home of the fearless, great Landis, and the negligible Joe Boy. How's everybody doing today? I think negligible is about the nicest thing you've ever said to me. All right. Well, I guess we're making a little bit of progress. Yeah, because negligible is <laughs> not like bad. It's just you're unimportant. <laughs> well, you know, if you start pulling your weight creatively around here, maybe we can upgrade you to a better adjective. No, I'm good with negligible. Well, it's not staying negligible. It'll change. I feel like I feel like that would be a good title on a comic, the negligible Joe Boy. <laughs> he's, he's here. <laughs> he's Whatever. Here. Yeah. Like you got the spectacular Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the negligible <laughs> Joe Boy. <laughs> Welcome, guys, into The Other Identity. We appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today. Uh, how's everybody doing? What's everybody's uh, plans for the weekend? We would love to know, uh, but we're not going to talk about them here because we have another topic to get to. We do. Very important one. And for the first time in... <laughs> in maybe since like episode two? <laughs> 20-something episode. I don't even know if we've gotten that far yet, but since the inception of the show, we are going to talk about a comic book itself. A specific book. Specifically. We have, we have talked about what's your favorite comic book of all time. We yep. have done that. But typically, yeah, we don't talk about, like, literally a comic book very often. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, but, uh, and, and, and to be fair, I think the reason is uh, we don't really have a whole lot of time or money <laughs> to uh, to invest in, in comics themselves, right? Well, I think the other part of it is that we do a once-a-week show, and frankly, the, the movie and TV show news frequently is the more... You know the more coveted news a lot. That's of That's fair, and, and and it carries a lot of stuff uh, as well. Right. But, but for the first time, uh, you know, a new comic has started. Uh, I read it. Um, you know, at, as did you now at, yeah, at, at my at my uh, request, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's worth talking about. And that is uh, Spider Man number one by J.J. Uh, Abrams and Son. I pre- um, uh, did, you, did you spell it Abrahams? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think you spell it Abrahams. <laughs> You know what? People on the on the podcast don't know that. You know, I'm just going to put JJ. That's fair. By That's JJ good, by, by and good, son. By, by J. Jonah JJ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, uh, JJ Abrams, uh, of course, who most people know uh, because of his work on uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek, and and before that, he, he was he was the creative mind behind Lost, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure was. Yeah, so he's uh, now into comics. Uh, both him and his son have started uh, uh, with Marvel, uh, this new Spider Man, and uh, it doesn't focus on on Peter. Peter is not the Spider Man anymore. Is it worth uh, putting out a spoiler alert for this episode? Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you are interested in reading the number one issue of Spider Man. Um, do so. I mean, not that like us talking about it's going to ruin the book for you. It's actually a very good book yes, either way. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're going to talk about what's in that book. So be yes. prepared. Yeah. So uh, it, it in in the book really does uh, being the first issue feel more like uh, I was getting mixed up epilogue and prologue. Which ones come comes first? Prologue. The prologue really feels more like more of a prologue than like the real like start to a story. Well, right. I mean. They found somehow managed to do yet another origin story and not piss me off with it because it's not 
Peter Parker's origin right. story. So, so just to give like a really you know quick sort of brief overview of the stuff that we're going to be talking about here is uh, the book starts off there's some type of battle that's happening uh, on a bridge in uh, in New York somewhere. Yes. Uh, Mary Jane's there, you know, running through some of the wreckage. You know, we see Peter there. She obviously knows that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, she's helping Peter basically crawl out of some wreckage. Right. At the beginning of it. Uh, his arm, one of his arms is just absolutely mangled. It, I mean, it's down to the bone. Yeah. Like yeah. in a lot of spots. You, can, you It's just bone. Yeah. And um, you see this this new villain who we later uh, um, will be will come to be known as Cadaverous. And he's Cadaverous, like, yeah. He's like this weird. It's like a, a, a like, amalgamation of, of like mechanical, but also yeah. like some some uh, uh, organic type if stuff. If you know Dark Souls, he reminds me of Gravelord Nito okay. in, in a lot of ways. And, and he has all uh, these robots along with yeah, him Yeah, well. he looks like a mixture, like a, a, a cyborg version of a Sentinel from like the X-Men There you universe. go, yeah. yeah, yeah that's what yeah, he reminds that's, uh, that's a good, uh, uh, a good description. And uh, anyway, Mary Jane's telling him, we have to run, you know, you can't do this anymore. You you have like new responsibilities. It's not the same is what she says. It's not the same anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cadaveris comes up, he goes in to, to fight more and tells her to run and then you get a uh, scene of Cadaveris impaling mary jane, jane yeah. throwing her off the uh, off the bridge and then you see a funeral scene and you see a bunch of familiar people there uh, including one unfamiliar person you see a, a small boy about seven ish years yep. old who yep. it gives a close-up on uh, and then it cuts to 12 years later yep uh and i mean we pick up 12 years later with ben parker mm-hmm. now in uh sophomore year of high school yep. i think it was mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, starting to learn that he has uh, spider powers. Yeah, you, you. It, it, it's really interesting because it doesn't just outright show it. Because, because I think I, I don't even think that he really realizes it until he pulls the door off. Well, but I don't you, know if he realizes, but get, he is. He does know he's inhumanly strong already. Sure, because like he throws the the, the bully, the bully through, a, through, through a, the door. Right, he sees a bully like picking on another kid, and but when he walks up to him, the other guy goes back off, freak. So something has happened before. See, and, and but but this is really interesting how they do this and, and, and how they build up to eventually him waking up on his ceiling, sticking yeah. to his ceiling, is there's a lot of similarities to obviously how Peter went through high school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because even before he had his powers, they were still calling him a freak, right? right? So that in itself isn't necessarily an admission of he's starting to see changes or he's starting to notice his powers and stuff like that, right? And, and, and they, they show these real sort of gradual buildups to it. But it's really cool because while we're also learning that something isn't quite normal with him, we're also learning a bit more about his school life, his personal life. Um, you know, he's obviously still a nerd and outcast, just like his father was. He's been getting into trouble recently. You know, they said it's only Tuesday, and this is the fourth time that you've been in the office now. Right. Right. So he has a compulsion to help people. Uh, Even and if he goes about it, the maybe not the best, the best way, way possible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you see uh, Peter ends up picking him up from school, and he's surprised that he's there. He says that he happens to be flying through. Peter, at this point, uh, uh, has a prosthetic arm, a prosthetic limb. <laughs> he has a hook. A hook. Yeah. Well, well it's, it look, it's like one of those little claspy hooks. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Grab things with. You know, you can tell that the relationship is strained. Uh, Peter's not around a whole lot. He takes him home, drops him off uh, at Aunt May's. Where he pulls the door off. Aunt May still kicking. Still by the kicking. way, that that woman uh, refuses to go down. I'll say, refuses geez. to go down. She look and looks about the same. She's a little bit older. Yeah, they drew her a little older mm-hmm. than you would see in a, in a Spider Man comic. But For sure, yeah, no. Aunt May uh, is is hanging on with the best of them. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Ben goes obviously home. Uh, him and Peter have a huge falling out on the mm-hmm. way home. Uh, well, I don't know if I. I mean, it, it it seems like this is something that happens 
quite often yeah right? they argue because, a because, lot. i mean when it ends he's basically just just let me out here i'll 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 walk it's not like you know drag out you know knuckles in right but they, you know, but the they definitely are arguing on the way home right uh ben says something that's like since when would you know anything about helping anybody mm-hmm. so clearly ben does not have the highest opinion of peter nope. Um, and Peter who, tra- who apparently travels a lot for his job yeah for whatever his job is we don't know yep. what it is uh, um, which we also get a phone call between him and Aunt May who's trying to talk some sense into him and he essentially just you know I gotta go plane's taken off hangs up so yeah. Peter's running away from something exactly well, and we know from well what, but. yeah yeah but but what's cool is, is you know we're still we're still seeing similarities between the original Spider-Man origin story yes right a lot of I mean we, we have uh, we have the the Ben playing Peter's character, the freak, you know. Mm, yep. We have our bully Flash Thompson equivalent. We have Aunt the, May's obviously still there, who's still May, raising Peter. Who is raising, yes, the Peter character in this time. We have uh the nerdy kid that uh Peter helps, mm-hmm. um uh, who I guess what you call like the Ned, maybe. Sure. Uh we don't know if he'll be involved in the story any further than he was in this one. We also are uh, introduced to our Mary Jane equivalent, uh Ito. I, I believe was her name. Yeah. Yep. Ito. Mm-hmm. Who uh, has a rebellious streak. She has a rebellious speak streak and green paint on her yep they will remind you that she has green paint on her yep and then uh you know where where it ends up ending uh uh for the episode or, or for the the issue what if she's she hulk's daughter why would why would she have green paint i just, they just I kept just, referencing green paint constantly i'm like maybe well, it's a foreshadowing paint on i understand her. but it he kept just, saying green paint every time just i think they're just trying to have like an awkward that awkward teenage right. interaction weird, between con- them, weird right? interaction but where it ends up uh, uh obviously ending with is again he pulls the door off you know aunt may sees that and then he wakes up in a nightmare having seen his mother mary jane covered in blood everywhere wanting yeah. to help her um he wakes up stuck to the stealing as aunt may comes in and doesn't seem all that phased about it and sends him up to the attic and tells him to start looking through some boxes and while he's up there he finds uh peter's old spider-man suit so we i mean and clearly, that's where it ends. clearly we can infer from this obviously aunt may was aware of peter's identity yep. uh whether he uh confessed who he was when he hung it up or whether he did so earlier on i guess right, we don't right. know but uh yeah uh aunt may basically says well it's time for you your spider powers have manifested and it's time for you to become spider-man <laughs> right like so, a responsible guardian would there's a lot to unpack here there's a lot yeah. to potentially talk about and i think where i want to start is i i, lo- I love this i absolutely love this you know i want i want to just just really quick uh, uh harken back to something that ben morris said when we had him on the uh uh on the episode last week mm-hmm. about what they did with one more day where they're like we don't have any more stories to tell about peter parker and while people may not like the whole storyline with aunt may coming back and mephisto and mary jane blah, blah 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 it'll put us in a better position to tell more stories about peter parker but what i love about this is that you're still telling a story about peter but you're also finding a way to let us move on you're bringing somebody else in to now take over the spotlight and i feel like in the past they've had mixed success when trying to make a new insert hero here because everyone loves their version of the hero and they don't just want to they don't just want to see them replaced right there's resentment in that but with doing this i think you're staying true to the character you're not replacing them and you know you're you're keeping things kind of kind of going forward and you know what we'd love to know what you guys think so uh let us know you can check on us at uh, obviously all of our social medias checkpoint xp on twitter and facebook and uh if you're not catching us live you should be at uh, twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp so let's talk a little bit about why this use of of the origin story or or this way to reboot spider-man is is 
a, a bit more intelligent right. than the normal way they would do it, where where you know might just be like, oh, something happened, and now X is the new Thor. Right. I think you kind of hit on it uh, as we were going into the break. There is that. So often when we get these um, these reboots or these new characters, it is very much just like, uh, oh, the original hero died and now someone's taken over. You know, we see that with the Green Lantern a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Hal Jordan did the whole, was it Parallax uh, thing? And then Jon Stewart took over right. after that. So you, a lot of the times what you see is, you know, the character that we knew and loved either dies or becomes the villain and then someone else takes over, which, a lot, which first of all requires the audience to both accept a new character in that role and the loss of their old favorite yep. character. What we see here is, a, I think, a little bit more natural way of doing it is just saying, like, uh, you know, Peter, eventually, you can't be Spider-Man forever. You can't be mm-hmm. Spider-Man for eternity. Eventually, Peter hung it up, and whether that was because of the injury or the loss of Mary Jane, I imagine that we'll explore that in future issues. We don't know just yet. But what we see is, you know, very naturally, his son, who has the same powers, as it turns out, is going to eventually step into that role. Well, and we don't and, and we don't lose out on Peter as a character as a result of this. In right. fact, now we get to see him in a way that I don't think anyone's ever dreamed of seeing him. You know, he's an adult. He's going to obviously in, in 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 some way end up being a mentor to Ben, yes. I'm sure. I would hope. Yeah, oh, right. Two ways ago, mm-hmm. he either ends up being a mentor or a villain to him. Either could be mm-hmm. really interesting, depending on how they t- I mean, how they sell it. Yes, I, I, I think I definitely think the mentor role. I think that now we get to see how Peter ended up because you know a, a lot of the ways that that we've grown up with Spider Man, and, and again Ben starting in those shoes as a teenager in high school, right? It's it's n- not very often uh, I think that we get to see or, or or we'll get to see how now as an adult who's grown up who's had to reconcile all the things he's gone through both as a kid teenager and as an adult how all of that ends up affecting him because now he gets to look at his son who's stepping into the role whether he wants him to or not Peter should know you can't you, you can't you, you can't, can't stop, stop him it. it's yeah. happening right yeah. he's got the powers like what are you going to do right so so how does that manifest now how does he impart wisdom onto his son because i don't think that that peter after even after the mary jane thing because he's lost people before yeah it's been his fault before so i don't think that he's just going to suddenly flip a switch and be like no don't help people you only lose stuff because in the car he says this isn't the way to go about it yeah if you want to help people this isn't the way to go he's very he's more talking about the methodology than the actual concept of helping people and of course ben parker yells back you know oh what would you know about helping people when's the last time you helped anyone uh and what which of course he's gonna find out now at the end of the book oh my dad was spider-man oh it's gonna be oh i can't wait I mean, for issue two just, I know, just to see th- how he tries to 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 reconcile that so two ways again you can go about the, there could be a moment of like one or like oh my god i need to talk to my dad about this i need to understand you know you know why what changed well, there could be a lot of anger about why it. did he never tell me why didn't he tell me and, and more importantly like you know why did you hang it up like like there's a lot of difficult things to, like to process with that so we're going to get to see that mm-hmm. hopefully in the second issue i would i would i would hope for that anyway but one of the things that i want to see uh as we you know keep moving on in the story at least for ben is i don't want it to just be him you know going up against 
Peter's rogues gallery of villains. I, 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 need, I don't know I, need, that I want he, a whole new run of villains for him. I would like yeah, yeah, well, to all, find out what happened to some of Peter's villains. I, I don't know that you can, because again, when, when Peter was fighting a lot of his villains as a teenager, they were already adults. Now they're going to be, they should be relatively old. I, then again, Aunt May should probably be dead. But. Well, I, look, I, I think in some cases you might be able to argue stuff like, like, like maybe Doc Connors as the lizard, just with the way that his biology is, maybe he doesn't age as much. You yeah. Know? Maybe you or can even find Norman with the super soldier. Yeah. Theorem yeah. So be. maybe there are certain characters that you can reintroduce, but I think that we should absolutely just like we're seeing Peter in a different sort of era in a different stage of life. You know, we should see some of the more reluctant villains like Doc Ock in, you know, older in, in what role they end up playing, you know, whether or not sort of in their older age, you know, they've come to realize like, like imagine if, if Peter and Doc Ock now are like, you know, pen, like he's obviously still in prison. I would hope. I would, are yeah, like are so. like pen pals now or like Peter goes to visit Doc Ock to mm-hmm. like you know get some advice right like I don't want him living the life that 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 you and I did you know how do I stop it like what like, if Doc Ock makes him a new arm <laughs> there, a new just, octopus arm there is all just like we're seeing a new path for Peter we could also see some really cool and interesting paths for for uh, uh, the old villains you know oh, what, yeah. what's J. Jonah Jameson up to nowadays who's running the bugle now I mean right. it's probably a blog site at this point but but I mean, you're that's right. what they went in the video game. Yeah, but you're right. There does also need to be a new sort of gallery for Ben. You at know, at least needs there to, needs to be a new arch nemesis, right? Like, uh, Ben needs his own arch nemesis yeah. who plays on Ben's character. Well, he's going to make his own way. And just like, you know, Peter made a lot of mistakes, you know, early on that that led to, you know, some, sometimes the creation of his own villains and in, in, in his own nightmares. You know, I think we're definitely going to see the same thing in Ben. Again, there's a lot of really nice and i think meticulously planned parallels between ben and peter's origins right oh yeah it is a retelling of spider-man even though we're not like rebooting it or going back right. or or recreating history right but there's still a lot of really great parallels well and i think there's a good opportunity here uh i mean i obviously don't know what abram's inspirations are for this book yeah he, i mean those are that's for him to know but i i think there's a, a book in the dc universe actually that he could take some real inspiration from and do this very well and it's batman beyond i you know, I was thinking earlier, and I was going to bring it up that you're right. This isn't the first time that technically this has happened within the comics universe. Oh yeah. So Bat- yeah. I mean, Batman Beyond was a brilliant telling of the next generation of Batman because we've seen it when they've tried to do the death of Batman before, where Bruce Wayne dies, and then it maybe it's Dick Grayson who takes over, or it's a uh, 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 Damian Wayne who takes over, and it's never really accepted. I mean, the comics were okay; they were decently well written, but they were never truly accepted into the canon. Dick Grayson was still Robin or Nightwing. Usually, they people were for him. They didn't think of him as Batman. Well, I will say but, though that the, the DC, especially within the Batman universe, has done a, a, a very good job of at least establishing more than just Batman and growing out like the whole Bat family. Oh, yeah. But what we saw with Batman Beyond, and the, I think the reason that it worked very well, is because Bruce Wayne was still an integral part of it. He was the mentor now to... They didn't just get rid of him. Right. And literally, they showed him like in the in the first episode of Batman Beyond, you see Batman, Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. last day as Batman, where he starts having a heart problem or a heart attack during a, a, a routine bust, and he has to like end up using a gun to scare off the, the criminal who's on him, and he's like, all right, that's it for me. I'm done. And then, you know, flash forward 20 years and we've got old man Bruce Wayne now coaching Terry McGinnis. 
everyone loved that. Well, and again, that, because that's the way you have to do it. When you just bring somebody in and you're like, all right, we're retiring, you know, Doctor Strange and this person's the new Doctor Strange. Yeah. If he's gone, there are people who are probably going to enjoy it. And even mm-hmm. if it's a great book, that's fine. But there's still going to be a lot of people like, that's not my Doctor Strange. And so I'm not on board with it. Right. But if you still have them on in some capacity, I think people are more willing to go along with it because now they get to see their favorite hero in a new light and taking on a new role. Right. And I think that's what we're seeing here. We're going to get to see Peter working with ben and you know may, whether he ever ever dons the spider-man costume again i don't know but we're going to get to see him playing a part in the story and that's going to i think help people accept the new spider-man yeah i'd like to thank everybody uh that's watching or listening to us depending on if you're uh, tuning in live over at twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp or if you're listening to us on the podcast we appreciate it either way uh we're talking about jj abram and son's uh new spider-man number one and i think where this takes us next is what does the future of this series look like where would you like to see it go what would you like to see both Ben and Peter sort of end up getting into? And more importantly, who the hell is in that weird ass tube with cadaverous? Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, it looks like Mr. Freeze's wife is probably in there. Uh, it's vague enough that it could be literally anyone. I know. I looked at it for the first, and I stared at the image for quite a while trying to figure out, I'm like, is that Mary Jane? That's, I don't that both maybe. me and my girlfriend, Katie, that's where our, our minds immediately went because I feel like, as as much of a part of Spider-Man's mythos as Mary Jane is, and, and obviously it's going to be a big part of Ben because it's his mom, right? right? So I don't think that they just kill her, you know, for the origin of the story, and then they never go back right, to it. Right, she's dead in the first four pages, that's, and that's just it. No, and, and I also think that Abrams is a lot smarter than to waste her like that. Now, whether or not she's in the tube or not, I think depends on what Cadaverous's intentions I think I think part of it uh, I think the use that we'll see of Mary Jane throughout this story is very much going to be what we saw in this issue it's it's whether it's dream sequences or whatnot it protect protecting his mother is kind of going to be like his pathos almost Mm -hmm. like obviously his mother's dead but the fact that you know no one was able to save her I think that's it's all again to draw a parallel to Batman it's almost going to be that kind of that kind of pathos I couldn't save my parents but maybe I can keep that from happening my dad couldn't save my mother yeah but now that i have the powers i'm going to be better than what he was yes exactly that could be a very powerful driving influence Mm. for him and could be very interesting but they'll have to use like they have to use that sparingly they can't have every issue have mary jane showing up in a dream sequence oh no of course not of course not um do you think do you think that we'll get we'll get a moment where peter passes on that old uncle ben wisdom to ben i yeah I think it would be a huge missed opportunity to not do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as as cheesy and hokey as it would be, it wouldn't feel right if we don't hear that line. Like it was the guiding principle for Spider-Man's character for the entire series and there could be a great deal of intrigue around that line this time because Peter's going to have to pass that lesson on to Ben fully knowing that he didn't follow that creed to the end that he that he eventually walked away from that creed. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a air of hypocrisy about it when he, when he says it. And maybe that'll be, you know, the message to Ben is something to the effect of like, listen, with great power comes great responsibility. That is a creed that I could not follow on mm-hmm. you, but you can be better than me. I'm, I, I think honestly, the part that, that, that I'm most excited about is to just see what this dynamic and this interplay between Ben and Peter is going to be. I mean, you know, we got a little bit of where the relationship is thus far with like the fighting and blah, 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 blah. And I hope they don't stick with that too much, right? Because 
one of one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to you see it the most in in tv shows or comics when you have a team right is focusing on inter-team uh um like rivalries or problems and stuff right right? drama right when i watch my heroes i want to see them fight the villains now obviously there will always still be drama within the team for sure but i feel like it gets really old really fast when all your team's doing is fighting all the time yeah i mean we've seen it like i I think i go back to like teen titans uh and you'd see it like for an episode at a time where someone on the team would have a would have an issue with someone with someone else but i mean that was also they're teenagers they're going to argue and, and usually and usually by the end they resolve they it. resolve it now we did see this on a bit more of a long-term basis with something like young justice where i mean almost an entire season was dedicated to you know mistrust and and issues uh, mm-hmm. amongst the team which again the whole series was built around trying to get these people to work together so it kind of worked yeah i don't know that i need 12 issues of Peter and Ben kind of being at each other's throats. I don't need 12 issues of Ben. Of them or arguing like, yeah, and then one of them walking this. off. Right, exactly. We, you've, you've said, and really, if I have any criticism of the first, first book, is that you set a lot of stuff up very quickly. The, the pacing of this book is insane like all the point, plot points we've hit on it's worth knowing that's done in like 21 pages yeah well and, and that's why I, I, I said that to, to me it, it felt a little bit more like a uh, like an epilogue prologue prologue sorry a prologue than anything else because it did kind of jump from like boom 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 really really quickly right. and i do think that that was intentional well i i get like the idea for abrams of not wanting to spend because the it's a it's an origin story that we have ostensibly seen before even if it's different i get him not wanting to spend four or five issues telling that origin story again well, and I think, here's well, the origin story in an issue to get us to where you need to be now we can begin the story I, I think just like the, the the most recent spider-man films all kind of felt like a big origin i think we'll see a similar arc with ben but i think that that this issue was set up to be like that to give you a lot of sensory overload and shock as you kind of like add everything up because you go and you pick up spider-man number one you're expecting to see peter parker as spider-man and to yeah. get hit with all of these things and by the end of it just be like you're actually kind of kind of left with the same sort of feeling that Ben is probably feeling right there at the end when he's holding a Spider-Man costume mm-hmm. with all these pictures is not so much with all the holes in it. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, it, I mean it's true, and I mean the the sensory overload, as you put it, is is very prominent in this issue. I remember uh, when they when she pulls Peter out of the wreckage and you see his arm for the first time. I literally had like the Deadpool moment. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, like I had a few times like, looking back on it, and I'm like, ooh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty rough. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I'm. It's been a while since I've been excited for a comic that's still in the process of coming out, and now I have to worry about waiting for like a month at a time for each issue. And that really is always the problem. Like even when I was reading like comics all the time. I would always like I you know I, I had a point where I subscribed to I think nine ten different series or something in my Ooh, local comic shop boy. yeah boy yeah uh, a lot of money it, boy it sure was <laughs> uh, especially if you start getting some alternate covers oh man but um, even when I was you know then I wouldn't get the comic and read it immediately it was always I'm going to bank four or five issues uh, and then go okay get a quick you know yeah, get a fix yeah, yeah. get a story arc going or something like that and then you occasionally you have one that's just really good where you're like nope that's getting read as soon as it comes mm-hmm. out every week yep. but yeah uh, I'm I'm bummed out I have to wait a month for issue two which I think is one of the biggest compliments you can pay a comic book for when sure. you finish a book and you're like cool I'll read the next one when it comes out I mean okay great but really you want people thinking like oh my 
God, I gotta wait a month for another one. That sucks. Yeah, well, I look, guys, that Batman White Knight. <laughs> look, guys, I know we always say it, but honestly, this time for real, we want to know what you think. If you yeah. haven't had a chance to check out Spider-Man Number One by J.J. Abrams and Son, please go and do it. Uh, give it a read. Let us know on social medias. Uh, uh, you know what you think. That's Checkpoint XP on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, you can also you know tweet directly at me and Joe. Uh, that's Robbie underscore Landis CP for myself and uh, Escalia ES. S-K-A-L-I-A for Joe. We'd love to know what you guys think. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you looking forward to it? This is probably something as it goes on that, you know, we'll uh, we'll keep track of and kind of talk about. So, you know, definitely get your hands on it and uh, join us for our talks going forward, guys. But uh, that's going to be it for The Other Identity. Joe, take us away. Will Aunt May learn to be a better guardian? Will J. Jonah Abrams stay on a hot streak? Tune in next time. Same Twitch time. Same Twitch channel. Same Twitch channel.